Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello and welcome to another Flying Solo Podcast. It's great to have you here. Don't forget, if you're listening via iTunes, we'd love you to post a short review of our podcast. And indeed, if you've got any comments, send them to us either on Flying Solo or on Facebook or well, anywhere you like, really. Now, look, I'm absolutely delighted today to be talking to Darren Rouse, the brains behind ProBlogger. Uh, he's a man I've been following with great admiration for a number of years, and I'm so stoked to uh, have him on the end of the line. So, Darren, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's nice to be chatting with you, and I've uh, enjoyed watching uh, you develop Flying Solo as well. Oh, there you go. Well, look, it's, we, I don't think we've never met face-to-face, so we must put that to rights um, one of these days soon, I hope. But um, now, a very exciting time for you. You've got uh, another one of your astonishing pro-blogger events coming up in a couple of months, September. How's that's that, right. How's that, how's that shaping up so far? You've got a good lineup, I see. Yes, we've got the, all the speakers out this year before we um, released tickets, which was okay. the first time we've ever done that in seven years. Um, Is that right? So, yeah, we, we've always launched without uh, fully naming all our speakers until this year. So uh, we're very excited this year to be slightly more organized. And uh, we've got oh, so many sessions. It's mm-hmm. it's quite unbelievable. Four tracks running at once the whole time. So it's, it's quite a beast to organize, but we're very excited. Yeah, I should think so. And look, what I love about it, and I have a, you know, I'll, I'll try and make sure this whole podcast doesn't turn into one massive promo, but I've got to say I do admire it. And what I particularly like about it is that you've got these sort of streams. So if you're just starting out, you know, there's lots of boxes to be ticked for that group. If you've been doing it for a while, there's another lot for that. And I'm sure, you know, there's a whole lot of bloggers come along just because they want to connect with a whole lot of other bloggers, which is, you know, it's a great thing about events, isn't it? Yeah, we're, we're, we've really tailored it this year so that people coming with different intents can get something out of it, whether they're a blogger who's an influencer or whether they're a business person who has a blog um, mm. and, and we're really trying to uh, cater for both of those markets. Yeah, well, look, I, I shouldn't really be talking to you at all because the truth is you're giving us all sorts of trouble at Flying Solo because most of our crew just disappear for a weekend and go to your <laughs> goddamn conference. So. We have to staff up in all sorts of different ways, but you know, never mind. As long as you're enjoying yourself, Darren, that's the main thing. That's right. Oh, we, we greatly appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, why don't we? Let's. You touched on something there, which is, you know, there's a few areas I'd like to go. Actually, I'll just slow myself down. Let's just get a bit of a snapshot for anybody listening who's not aware of ProBlogger and what you've been doing. How long have you been doing it, and what sort of what reach do you have these days? How big are you? So I started blogging in 2002 and that I was a personal blogger uh, for about a year and a half mm. um, and gradually began to monetize some niche focused blogs, one of which was a photography blog. And then uh, I was uh, that was 2004 and I was looking around the blogosphere, as uh, it was called back then, and mm. I guess it still is today by some. Um, and no one was really talking about how blogs were being monetized and being used by businesses um, for profit. And so I decided to start the blog that I wanted to read, uh, which is ProBlogger. Mm. Uh, I think that was September 2004. So it's been going for 12 years now. Um, and it's it's gone up and down, but it, it, it hit a tipping point very early once I kind of announced that I was a full-time blogger, which was mm. quite 
controversial back in the day because blogging was seen as a very personal, pure medium. Um, And so it was quite controversial, polarized people a little, but uh, a lot of other people had that dream, I guess. And so it attracted a lot of other people on that journey. Well, yeah, Um, I I guess the thing is when you did make that announcement, you know, it's interesting to say it polarized people, but what you did is you kind of really, I think, fairly single-handedly sort of legitimized the whole world of blogging because you you stuck a stake in the ground and said, you know what, you can make a living out of this. And that was, until that time, that was something of a revelation, wasn't it? Yeah, totally. And uh, I I think a lot of the reaction towards that, you know, I'm a full-time blogger was either he's lying or (laughs) you can't do this ethically because there was a lot of scammy kind of stuff going on on the internet back then, Mm. still is today, I guess. But um, I was quite transparent about how I was doing it. I showed a lot of my reports. Yes, I remember um, that. and, And... I guess there was no arguing with it eventually. A couple of people did continue to argue for many years, but um, most people kind of accepted it uh, at that point and uh, it did legitimize it and a lot of other people joined in pro-blogging. Yeah. And how, how many people now in your, in your, in your pro-blogger universe? Oh, in that one, um, it's probably around half a million people a month Gosh. will hit the site. That's the blog part. And then there's the podcast as well, uh, which is, I think, in about a year. We're just about coming up on a year. That's had a, around 1.2 million downloads of that. Mm. So it's it's always hard to know how how much people are engaging with the content. But, uh, yeah, it's it's far beyond what I ever thought it would be. That's amazing. And you still run the photography blog as well, is that right? Yeah, so the photography yeah. blog is probably about 10 times as big. That's my main thing, actually. Wow. Uh, okay. And ProBlog is where I talk about what I'm learning uh, in, in that other site, Digital Photography School. Well, I'm blown. So, look, there's a, a couple of points, well, a number of points I want to, to go through. So the, right back at the beginning, you mentioned this notion of, um, a business person who blogs versus somebody who kind of blogs for their, um, you know, their, their total vocation. Do you still see that distinction? And, uh, you know, what, what comments should you have around that? Because I, I, I had an email just this morning from somebody who's, you know, an independent professional. She sells her services and she's sort of asking me this question, should I start blogging? You know, my immediate answer is yes. But what do you, when you think of the number of people blogging, do you, how many of them are I don't know. How do you distinguish between them? Are they yeah. sort of true bloggers and business bloggers? You know, how do you define them? It's a it's a murky one to define, but I guess most of the time I would say there's probably three types of bloggers that we see on ProBlogger. Firstly, there's the blogger who their blog is their business and, and they may monetize that with advertising or by selling um, an ebook or um, by promoting um, someone else's product as an affiliate. Yep. But the blog itself is what's making the money and I guess they're monetizing their influence uh, in many ways and so um, a lot of our attendees at the event are travel bloggers or fashion bloggers and we, we have a lot of influencers I guess they would call themselves but we also see a lot of bloggers come to our event who are accountants or um, lawyers or um, consultants in a, in a different area and so they're using their blog to build their profile and then selling their services uh, and then we also see not so many at our event, but we do see a lot of people using blogs who are larger businesses, corporate um, businesses, and they're using the blogs more for um, marketing or um, as content marketing on a larger scale um, or customer service, uh, news from the CEO, that type of thing. So yeah, okay. I guess there's those three types. Okay. And they're all monetizing, but they're all doing it very differently, some directly, some indirectly. And how, how are the influencers faring these days? I mean, that's... 
that's a tricky business to get started, isn't it? To actually, I mean, there's, there's a number of people who have an opinion and are, are capable of writing, you know, quite compelling and engaging copy. But it's another thing to monetize. How, how are that group doing, do you think, over the years that you've been in the business? Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I saw an article today on, on another website saying influencers are dying. Um, it's, it's a dying business, but I, I think it's booming. And I'm, um, I'm married to one. My wife's started in the last two years, and she's grown it from just purely a hobby into a, you know two or three days a week of income already, um, part-time while uh, kids are at home as well. So mm. I'm seeing um, people still enter into the game and, 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 and do quite well out of it. Uh, certainly a lot of competition and uh, a lot of the competition competition these days is coming from celebrities or mainstream media who yeah. are doing very similar types of things. Um, but I think people are always looking for those fresh voices. Um, it's the same with television, radio. We don't see the same presenters for years and years. There's always f- fresh people coming through um, and breaking through and, and people looking for that. So there's always new ways mm. uh, and new people breaking through. Well, look, I guess the blogger that's married to Darren Rice has, Darren Rice has got to have you know something of a, a leg up. So I'm, I'm very pleased that your wife's doing well. <laughs> with hers and I'd be you know I think you'd be keeping quiet if she wasn't so I'm very happy that she is but if there's someone that's starting kind of or thinking of starting now as an influencer and you must get people coming up to you all the time with you know asking that sort of thing what do you what do you say do they you know this uh, I'm trying to sort of link it to what you said a few moments ago about your events where in the past you've not announced your speakers which I actually always assumed was a really clever strategy and now you you delightfully said that it's because you you were in those years sort of pulling the speaker line up together and now you've shifted that but so with with this sort of model with a an influencer who's starting do you say to them look you've just kind of got to get it up there and get started and see or do you say to them you know how much how much kind of pre-research and pre-planning can they do before they can determine if they're actually going to build something viable yeah, it's a tricky one. You, you do need to put it out there um, and wait and see. But there are things I guess you can do um, in terms of a bit of research, um, even as simply as looking on Amazon to see what books are being written about the topic. If there's books on it, um, there's demand for uh, that that sort of content um you know google keyword research is Mm. you know as possible as well but there's only so far you can research um because a lot of it will come down to your ability to communicate and your willingness to get off your blog and promote it in other places as well Uh, and there's probably a bit of luck uh, Mm. associated with it as well you know it's amazing how many times you bump into the right person at the the right time um, I think one of the keys, though, with bloggers today, and because there's so many blogs on every topic, it's, a, it's really about trying to work out how to position yourself. Um, and a lot of it comes down to your voice, I think, yeah. uh, and the position you take on the, on the topic. A lot of uh, There's a lot of tech blogs who are talking about every new gadget that comes out, but they're all talking about it in the same way. So it's about mm. trying to find a new way to come um, at that particular topic and um, you know one uh, one example I use quite often is nerd fitness um, <laughs> which is a fitness blog there's thousands of those out there but um, he decided to create a, a fitness blog for nerds and he gamified it so his voice wow. was very nerdy you get points if you do a certain amount of push-ups and all that that's his program and that really appealed to a different um, demographic who'd been ignored 
Mm. Um, if you look at most fitness blogs, they're all exactly the same. They all have the same chiseled kind of abs on the front. Sure. Yeah, you know, people like me can't relate to that, <laughs> but I can relate to, to the you know, gamifying one. it. Yeah. So when you when you talk about voice, there clearly you're talking about the written voice, the tone of voice, not the audio voice necessarily, yeah. although it can be both. But so. Uh, there you're sort of alluding there then that that increasingly the challenge is to really be very very crystal clear about your niche and what Mm -hmm. i heard in there is that you know the broad niches uh, would you say those days are over it's possible it's very um tricky though and that's where mainstream media is doing really well um Mm. and we do see a number of blogs doing quite well in Australia that are more serving a demographic than a topic, than exploring a topic. And I think it's probably easier as a single um, solo blogger uh, when you're just starting out to really choose something quite niche yeah. um, and to be, you know, the big fish in that small pond rather than trying to be, um, you know, a big fish in a big pond. It's, it's really difficult to compete with some of those larger sites. Yeah, true. And and I guess, you know, one of the, the most beautiful things about blogging, assuming that you enjoy writing, and I might come back there in a second, is that it's something that these days, you know, we can get started at with very low cost. And we mm. can put a toe in the water and find our voice and see what resonates. And presumably, you know, at your event, you will have a number of people that sort of sit in that category where they're just getting used to sort of flexing their um, they're blogging muscles as opposed to necessarily even having any kind of look on the uh, the finance radar. Yeah, 10% of our attendees last year hadn't started a blog yet. So we, okay. we get right the full spectrum, right through to, you know, about 10% have been blogging for over 10 years. So you, you see everyone there. Um, and it's really exciting because, mm. you know, from that that year when they're, they're not, they're still, you know, working it out, um, the, to the next year, you know, sometimes people actually are, you know, at a part-time level uh, income-wise and have built some really exciting things. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's not impossible to break through fairly quickly, a bit of luck, and, and it's probably a lot of it's about who you know as well, uh, who else is in that niche. If you're doing something interesting, bloggers will link to you, and, the, yeah. and it's, it is competitive, but it's um, collaborative as well, and, and that's the exciting thing. Yeah. About you also mentioned then the, the sort of profiling or the profile growing category which i guess there are a lot of the people that are within our community where the people that Mm -hmm. are independent professionals they have a particular service that they're selling for a fee you know in in simple terms Mm -hmm. and kind of blogging alongside that and that blogging seems to fit so beautifully into that sphere because it gives the uh, that individual the chance to again kind of share their voice so do you see do you see much of a growth? I'm mean, again talking in terms of the, your audience at your event. There must be a whole stack of people in that sort of um, scenario, presumably. Oh, totally. And I think you know, in some ways, I think there's it's easier to do that because you've um, got stories at your fingertips, whether you know it or not already, as a mm-hmm. business person in in the client interactions that you have, the questions your clients are asking you. That those things can very easily be turned into content. Um, even using your uh, clients as examples with their permission, of course. Um, mm. There's a great um, blog called, I don't know if it's still going uh, at the moment, but I, I used to read it called In the Dough. Um, it's a, um, a bakery mm. and, and they review their clients. They sell bread into restaurants. Oh, okay. Um, and so they review the restaurants and they talk about the food in the restaurants, including their own bread. Um, and so, you know, they realized that they had all this content right in front of them. Every time they delivered bread, there was a story on the other end of it. And so, 
being able to find those types of stories is one of the trickiest parts of blogging. And um, as a as a business, you've got those stories right there. Very often. yeah, and I guess and that's uh, I'm sure a part of your event will be kind of looking at that. I know I've had a look at your lineup and seen some of the people you've got. These are people that are already. Um, you know, doing very well in that space, crushing it. I think a few of them are saying, um, you know, and there's so you know that that's half the secret, isn't it? Is when you're in the business, is actually kind of being conscious of what actually is it that I can talk about. What is my story? Where is my story? That's right, and and uh, it's about I guess it's a, partly a mindset type thing. You don't realise those stories that are floating by you every day, but once you start blogging, you. I know once I started blogging, I started seeing stories everywhere I went. It was very easy to come up with them because I was just on the lookout for it. So you just got to, you know, look for the myths that you can bust, the questions that you're asked, the problems that you see people having, and those things very quickly become blog posts or podcasts or mm. videos, um, infographics, uh, all of which can be used on a blog. And that's one of the great things about blogging today. It's quite different to when I started. When I started, um, it was just text. And today it's so many more things. But can it can it also can it be just text? I mean, are there plenty of bloggers? Totally. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. And that's part of finding your voice, I think. Uh, really, it comes down to your personality. Are you more comfortable speaking or writing or are you more of a visual person? There's incredible freedom today to uh, take all of those different styles that we have and, and explore them and, and even weave them together. Mm. And tell me, what do you say to the blogger? I'm assuming that... Um, one of them must sidle up to you with a story like this now and again that's that's kind of says to you darren i've been been writing every month for the last two years and uh, i've been you know putting my blog posts out on facebook and i've been publishing a newsletter and nobody comments nobody feed. what what would do you meet that person and if so what do you say to them yeah, look, it's it's quite regular, and you know, I think it's something that most bloggers go through those those patches, even when they might have a spike in traffic, and then it sort of dies down again. Often it dies down to a, a higher degree than it once you know was before mm. the spike, but it does plateau at different points, and so it can become incredibly frustrating. I think a lot of the time it's about trying to pivot. Um, I'm a big believer in experimenting with different types of posts. So you may get into a bit of a rut of always doing the same type of post. So mixing it up with some different styles of content, different formats, maybe a video, uh, maybe a, some audio, maybe getting quotes from other people and, and just experimenting with the style, but also the topics okay. that you're writing about. And then looking at where the little sparks of um, opportunity come back to you. You will find over time that, you know, one of your posts will rank really high in Google. So then you need to go and analyze what, what Work out was why. behind that. Or one post will get shared on Facebook a lot and, um, and you start to see certain things trigger a response with your audience. And that's, mm. that's where you need to evolve and pivot um, what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. And look, with your with your own photography blog, and I, and I confess, I'm, uh, and I apologise, I didn't realise how large that was. It's incredible. Um, how do you how do you sort of break up your week these days? I mean, you, you you do a lot of stuff. So how do you you know how does a blogger, a successful blogger like you, how do you kind of manage your time? Yeah. Look, until about three or four years ago, I was a solo blogger. Uh, I had occasionally, I, I would have someone come in and help with a, a, you know, different aspects of what I was doing as a contractor. But uh, today I've got a little bit of a team. And so I've, I have transitioned more into managing uh, that team. Um, but I'm splitting my time between the two blogs. And then uh, on ProBlogger particularly, I'm spending more and more of my time in podcasting 
um, I'm really enjoying that that mm. particular medium, the speaking. That was my first loving communication was public speaking, and so it's enabled me to get back into that a little bit more. Um, but a lot of it is um, in terms of the content, I try and divide my time into three areas, idea generation, creation, and completion. I find that if I try and do a whole blog post in one sitting, I, I get stuck. So I need to sit down and put some time aside to brainstorming lots of ideas at once. And then I batch write. So I might write three posts in a morning. Hmm. And then in the afternoons, I'll come back and edit those posts, complete them, find pictures, um, give them a bit of a copy edit, look at some search engine optimization on them and, and finish it and schedule them. And so it's, that sounds very much like you're holding that still close to your heart. I didn't get the sense there that you're outsourcing those three areas. Is that right? Outsourcing the editing more, if anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I've got someone who proofreads um, and schedules these days, but um, I'm still involved, I guess, in trying to find some images and get them formatted right. The other two parts of it I'm probably a little bit more um, precious about, although we do have guest writers on both of the blogs. In fact, Digital Photography School is completely written by other people now. Okay. Yeah. But when you're brainstorming, this is Darren's brain that's being stormed. It's not you're not kicking <laughs> you're not kicking ideas around with other people. A little bit. Um, sometimes okay. it's just me. Um, we do a lot of surveying of our readers, and that's where we get a lot of our ideas. Um, just ten minutes ago, before I got on um, with you, I was talk, talking on LinkedIn with a group that we run, trying yep. to get people's challenges. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm trying to pull a lot of those ideas out of my readers. Fantastic. Well, I mean, that, that's so wonderful. That we, the, I guess what you're showing there, and we, we you know, happily experience that, some of that also on Flying Solo, is when you've got you know, a group and a community, you don't have to generally look too far to find out what things people are interested in, what's keeping them awake at night, what do you need to be writing about. So clearly you're very immersed in it um, with, within your own business. Mm, one of the things I try and do is think about uh, we create a, a reader avatar, which is fairly common. Most most um, publications have a reader in mind that they're yeah. trying to target. We have a that's our before shot. We also have an after avatar. So where oh, do we okay. want to take our readers? Uh, I think that's a very powerful thing. Even if you don't have readers, you can come up with your hypothesized before and after shot of your reader, and then you start to fill in the gaps. What do they need to know to become the after? Um, and mm. that then becomes your content. Um, and do, so you, that, do you actually literally do that with every piece then? You have a, this is who the person is at the beginning of it and this is who I want them to be at the end of it. it for me, it's probably more about the, the blog. So their journey with the blog after oh, a okay. year, they will be that after. Um, yeah, okay. But you could do that very well with, with the blog post as well. Fantastic. So that's an, uh, I'm going to segue that neatly back to your event then. So who is the ideal person coming to your event and what are they going to leave with? So there's the two groups, and they do sit side by side really well. And actually, there's some opportunities that come out of having both influencers there and um, businesses who want to learn how to blog as well. And so mm. we, we are trying to attract both groups, and um, partly that's because we who we know we can help, but partly because um, when those two groups sit beside each other, all kinds of win-win collaborative kind of opportunities come. And if you're, you're a business person, um, you will be sitting next to someone who may be an influencer who could help you to grow your business. Mm. If you're an influencer, you may be sitting next to a business person who may be able to, you know, work with you on some sort of a collaboration as well. Um, so both groups, um, we've got speakers this year coming in from around Australia, but also a few coming in internationally. We've got Brian Fanzo this year, who's um, world-renowned live streaming. He's on 
big on Facebook Live, Periscope, some of those uh, live yeah. video um, tools. Uh, so he's one of our keynoters. We've got Dan Norris, uh, who's a serial entrepreneur. Yes, he's, we um, love Dan. He's amazing. We've got um, Ed Dale, who's fantastic yep. on copywriting. Um, Jim Stewart, who's great on uh, search engine optimization. Nathan Chan, who's good on lead generation and Instagram. So we try and cover mm. a wide spectrum um, of, of um, topics and run simultaneous uh, sessions. So you do get some choice in that. Um, people get to you know, unlimited learning over those two days um, and included in your ticket is a virtual pass, which gives you all the recordings of all the sessions That's as well, fantastic. including all the slides. So if you miss one or you want to go back to one, uh, you can go back can to that it. as well. Yeah, and, I'm and sure, there's and I'm also sure. some, Sorry, carry on. So I was just going to say there's also workshops and keynotes and breakout sessions. So we, we try and have different sized um, options for you as well. So there's a bit more interaction in some of those workshop style That's fantastic. Classes. I must remember the last um, Flying Solo Live or Ind Independence Day event that we ran, I remember uh, we were exhausted at the end of it, which I'm sure I'm quite sure yeah. you will be at the end of yours. And someone came up to me and said, oh, this was just the best event. And, she's, and this woman said, you know the best bits? I said, no, which, which were the best bits? I'm dying to know. She said, the coffee breaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. So we spent, spent 10 months getting speakers lined yeah. up and booking venues, and it's the coffee breaks. But isn't that the truth? You know, it's, it there's is. so much that's done in the breaks and the networking, and I know you have some sort of pre-event networking. Um, that's where so much of the magic happens because – you know, you guys have put all the effort to have the right people in the room, which is fantastic. Mm. So, and you you find you'll be sitting next to someone, and they look like a normal person, but they've got you know <laughs> three hundred thousand Facebook fans, or you know yeah. they've got a million Pinterest fans, and and so the wealth of knowledge in the room is extraordinary. Oh, tell me about it. I, I yes, I remember. I met. I shared a cab back with uh, Nathan Chan, who I know is um, speaking at your event. And that was one of those situations. And uh, I, think, I think I'm probably two or three times his age. I'm not sure which. But uh, we were sitting in, the, in this cab and uh, talking about, you know, ooh, all our various social networks. And then Nathan told me how many Instagram followers he had, yeah. which was something <laughs> absolutely bizarre. I can't remember what it was, but I, um, I think mm. I went very quiet then. But anyway. <laughs> um, so you mentioned the third group then, of these sort of um, corporates or marketing people. So will there be a few people in dark suits hanging around in the corners or do they we participate much? We don't have a whole heap of um, suits at the event. It's fairly casual um, and fairly informal, but we uh, we do have looks and partners. We have Virgin Australia, one of our sponsors, and Olympus. And so we've got some larger brands there who are obviously wanting to meet our influencers as well, and they subsidise the cost of the event. And then there are a few others who, who come along as well um, as um, on what we call our brand ticket, and we have, have that there uh, for people who really want to come and just just meet the influencers and mm. so that you'll see that's an option on our um, uh, ticketing page too and i bet you'll have a few people there that just aren't saying that their ticket was paid for by their employer Possibly. but anyway well look so let's just um be clear on that so this is the uh, pro blogger training event it's happening on the gold coast everyone on the 9th and 10th of september if you move quickly and that is by the end of june this financial year tickets are 499 dollars and uh, as Darren mentioned, there's a number of sort of add-ons that you can have and there's fantastic events, whether you're starting in podcasting, already doing it and want to do more or just love surrounding yourself. Sorry, did I say podcasting? Blogging. Um, <laughs> or want to surround yourself with a number of people that are doing extremely well at it. 
and get yourself along there. The place to go is probloggerevents.com. So now let's just imagine, Darren, I'm talking to you. You started when? 2004. So I'm not very good at math. That's about 12 years ago. Um, let's jettison ourselves forward 10 years. What's, what's, what's kind of, what do you see for Darren Rasson, pro blogger, in the next decade? Well, I just a few days ago said on on my personal Facebook page that I've got a dream of starting another podcast, um, which has nothing to do with business or, or podcasting. And so I don't really know what that topic would be, but that's that's something I will. Um, I've, I guess I've fallen in love with that medium and would love mm. to do more of that. Um, there's probably another book in me at some point as well. Probably not on the topic of blogging as well. I'm I'm, I'm I've got a, a domain called Feel Gooder. Um, which is all about um, when I first launched it, it was all about helping people to um, feel better, but be Mm. better. Um, And it's, it's not active at the moment. And so I guess part of the dream is to get back to that. Um, Yeah. Okay. That's lovely. Isn't it a lovely thing to have um, just some ideas sitting there waiting to be, you know, I I think of them as nice little sort of plants that are waiting to be uh, watered and fertilized, but um, not just yet. Just, just keep them alive. Yeah. That's let them right. Nurture for a bit. I also read somewhere that I think um, I think something we have in common. We both do a lot of walking. I think you do a lot of walking. <laughs> right. Is that right? Yeah, I probably a year and a half ago decided to walk for a, an hour every day as mm. kind of an attempt to um, have a bit of space away from work and and get a bit healthier. But uh, that's where I fell in love with podcasting. Is that right? Well listening to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. And so you're still doing that sort of walking. Most days, uh, my goal is ten thousand steps a day. So. Yeah, okay. Oh, snap! Me too. Well, maybe one day we should. You're in Melbourne, I'm in Sydney. Maybe we. I'm not sure where is in the middle. Canberra? No, probably not. <laughs> anyway, we'll 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 maybe we'll go for a walk together one day. That'd but be look, great. Um, Darren Rass, thank you so much for joining us. So, probloggerevents.com is a place to go. Thank you very much for sharing your time with the Flying Solo community, and uh, have a great event. Thanks very much. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 